is is this something that you think the suit posting folks need to hear? Like, do you think this conversation would be fun for them in any way? I think that they, it's funny. I, I only told one person in the group about it and they yeah. said, they said, Doug, everybody's not ready to hear your voice. <laughs> Welcome to season one, episode nine of Digital Dissection, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties. Today, we sit down with the creator of the Seinfeld Suit Posting Facebook group, Doug Eberly, and how his group is shaping modern meme culture with content from a TV show that officially ended over 20 years ago. Before we talk with this week's special guest, we'd like to thank all of you for all of your support across all of our social media platforms. The Dissection crew is growing, and we ask for your continued help to spread the word and make sure that more pop culture fans are finding our unapologetically homemade operation. We are Joe and Mark, two dudes who love discussing pop culture with you, the Dissection crew, and we are tremendously thankful for your support. Based on that, we need you to continue liking, commenting, subscribing, but most, most importantly, leaving a review wherever you found us today. And here is where you folks can find us. Uh, we are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. You can also join the conversation on Twitter, where we share more news on the podcast and pop culture in general. You can find us by searching for at Digital Dissect One or Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. We are now also Alexa enabled and are working on joining more platforms. Oh, did you ever think we'd be doing an episode on memes? Memes, I think we would have hit eventually. I think what really, really surprised me with uh, this week's episode is that we actually interviewed someone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did more than talking to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, was, that was a big step. Big We've step met- for the podcast. I feel like in our friendship, Joe, over the last, you know, 10 years or 10-ish years, we, we've mastered talking to each other. But <laughs> Yeah, we have that down. But when other people come in. Yeah, it'd be a shit show. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess answering the why of, of why we chose to talk to Doug. Um, you know, obviously you and I have consumed quite a few memes in our, you know, social media careers here. And some of the discussion that we have with Doug, uh, we don't want to necessarily, you know, spoil it, but... Some of the the memes that Joe and I have seen, I mean, they, they connect with us on such a personal level that, at least for me, I don't know about you, but Joe, but I just had to go out and find the person who made these things and ask him about his, his process because you could just tell this is someone you've never met, mm-hmm. but, but somehow they, they know exactly what's going on in your brain. Yeah, it's... One of the things I don't want to spoil too much of things we get into, but we do talk a lot about just how much or how like people in some of the groups that we follow on Facebook, um, we have so much in common and more than we realize. And um, Doug is just able to really, really tap into those 
things that we all enjoyed growing up when we were in, uh, you know, our youth and in our teenage years. And it's not that we necessarily pine for those things now, but like we look back on them fondly. And when you just get hit with that little dose of nostalgia and it takes you by surprise in your day, it just gets you. And yeah. it's always fun to like really see, you know, it's almost like makes you a little more humble or just realize like a little more small when you realize just how much, how much bigger the things that you liked growing up and still like now, how many, how many other people are fans of it too? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that's the realization that I really came to in talking with Doug was that it's at one point in time before we had the internet and before we had all of the platforms we do now, you had to just be lucky to run into fans of some of the things that you liked, you know, mm-hmm. like, like there was a time where, you know, people I knew weren't reading comic books. Um, there was a time where people I knew weren't playing the same video games that I, you know, was interested in. Um, and so you, you just got kind of to a point where you're like, am I the only person who actually likes this stuff? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get it. And it's even like, I just remember like thinking like growing up, I always felt like I was definitely in this weird minority of liking the things that I did for as long as I did, because some of my friends went on to enjoying sports or these more sometimes considered, I don't want to say adult, but like almost like adult things. Like they were kind of growing up and like, no, I still like all this nerdy stuff over here. And so like, I didn't share a lot of that with uh, a good chunk of my, th- my friends, like through high school. I mean, they all kind of knew it was there um, when they came over to my house and they went to my bedroom and realized that, you know, it looks like a seven-year-old lives there still. But like <laughs> most people outside of my close friend group, like just didn't know because I didn't tell them. I didn't know that there were like other people that liked the things I did as terribly small and weird as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you and I had the same experience totally different sides of the country right <laughs> yeah and and mm-hmm. this is this is like before message boards you know this is before any kind of social media so it's it's just kind of funny how now these communities exist and you know we we, we mentioned that seinfeld suit posting is a very popular like meme generator uh for other social platforms and so it's possible that some of the content that you hear about today that doug is creating you may actually end up seeing it somewhere else and you may not even know it. So it, it's, it's just kind of funny how connected this, this world is uh, by memes <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, one, one thing I do want to specifically address though, before we get into the, uh, to the interview with Doug, we do specifically talk about shit posting. And for those of you uh, who haven't heard the term before, that's what the, the Seinfeld soup posting group is a play on. Okay. So soup posting, you know, uh, there's jokes about soup within Seinfeld. So, you know, shit posting, soup posting. Yeah. You could probably get what we're yep. going with here. <laughs> um, so we're actually going to do a side stitch on shit posting 101. It's going to walk you through the history of shit posting, what it is and how it relates to this episode. Um, so this will actually launch the Monday before, right? So we release mm-hmm. episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, this will be part of our side stitch series, which is typically, a shorter episode, easier to consume and get your week kicked off. Right. So, um, we will cover shit posting there. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It'll, it'll premiere, uh, just before this one. Um, but just in case you hear about shit posting and you go, well, why didn't they cover it? We are going to cover it. We just, will get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, we wanted to be to, uh, to really enjoy, um, 
our our guest this week as much as we did. So, yeah, without further ado, um, let's hear from uh, from Doug. Well, hello, everyone. We'd like to welcome you to a, a special version of Digital Dissection. We're welcoming Doug Eberly of Seinfeld Stoop Posting on Facebook. Welcome to the show, Doug. How are you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Joe's beard looks manicured as always over there. Yep. It's it's keeping me surprisingly warm in the state of Wisconsin. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug, we're not going to dox you or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. where where are you calling in from today? Uh, from Queens, New York. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I am about a quarter mile away from uh, George and Estelle Costanza's actual house. Oh, that oh, is fantastic. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is probably the most appropriate like thing we've ever had on the show as far as that, like, anything. You're you're actually that close to a property. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, Joe and I are are basically like career-long Ghostbusters fans. And then there's okay. like a there's like a Ghostbusters uh tour of like New York and everything, you know, where mm-hmm. they you can go see all these different sites, but I, I mm-hmm. guess is there is there a Seinfeld appropriate you know uh, like location uh, type of thing I, like that? I know where so many of them are. I, I've pretty much seen everything, but I don't know of any specific tours. So there's that there's would, no reality tour. Oh, like no no bus tour. You know what the thing is? Everything's so spread out. Yeah. That they actually show um, that it would be a nightmare to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had a bus, you know, and you had like two hours on a bus and every once in a while you saw something mm-hmm. it would be pretty mm-hmm. cool a lot i mean of that is a like garbage bag for the muffin bottoms and i think you could make something out of it uh, yeah it, you you would probably do really well <laughs> i think you know what's funny i actually think that they have done stuff like this like the um the guy that was the inspiration for kramer mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about he um does some sort of tours i know that i've seen them around Hmm, interesting. Oh, I don't well, know. I don't. Know. I don't really know what they include. I would hope they'd include more than uh, like a, a pizza muffin. You know, like how they <laughs> talk about on the show. <laughs> if he, if he, it was the inspiration for the real Kramer. One hundred percent, he is going to say that never happened. Don't don't even talk about muffin tops that are. He's going to show you all this stuff that has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> <laughs> well. As much as we'd love to to talk to you know real Kramer, you know the whole the whole purpose of this show was to and we talked a little bit about this before we hit the record button. We got some good content there, but long story short, we wanted to talk to you about you know like a history of shit posting, which mm-hmm. obviously it's kind of a, like the Seinfeld soup posting is a, a play on that name, right? Yes. Um, and, and to get into a little bit of the history of that, um, so just to give you a quick heads up on the format of our show, typically what we'll do is. We'll, we'll have a topic that we're going to cover for the day, but we also do a deep dive into the story behind the story. So we kind of go back and dial back the clock a little bit and find out what some of the, the earliest instances may be of a topic or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, production history, like for movies and things like that. So um, before we get into the history of what shitposting is, um, I was interested in spending just a little bit of time talking to you about how posting got its you know, how it got its start. Um, and if you could fill us in a little bit on that. Okay. So soup posting, um, how do I 
do this intro. Okay, have you you ever, you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you see the last season? I have not yet. With, mm-hmm. Okay, so Larry gets into a fight with the guy at a coffee shop, Mocha Joe, and then he opens up a coffee shop right next door out of spite. <laughs> it is, it's kind of derivative of Seinfeld, even when he, you know, wants to return the jacket out of spite. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, in other words, literally, suit posting is a spite group. Oh wow! Oh, so <laughs> it started out um, in like early 2018. Um, my friend invited me to a Seinfeld group. I had only made a few Seinfeld memes at this point. Actually, my, my mm-hmm. first Seinfeld meme. Dates all the way back to 2016, as crazy as that is. Oh, oh wow. Um, so I had made some Seinfeld memes. He invites me to this group. I'm in, uh, in it for a little while. It's super funny. And um, I start making some memes. The group's really fun. Then all of a sudden, the group just started kind of falling apart, like people trying to be way too edgy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got into some sort of argument with somebody in the comment section. I don't know if... I was arguing with an admin or something, but I woke up in the morning. I was blocked from the group and oh I was my. really, really upset. <laughs> I couldn't see the reacts on my memes. And like, I just see this, you know, you can't find the page. And I'm like, oh, man. So, so I actually texted a couple of my friends about it who are in the group. And one of them's like, why don't you just start your own group? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I just did. And then, um, you know, they, the, people in the old group you know started coming out of our group yelling at us eh, good luck you're you're gonna end up in a group of 300 people enjoy you know mm-hmm. you're still banned mm-hmm. you know kind of screw you you know and um we just worked really hard on promoting it you know um it's pretty funny like we just made a ton of crossover memes like it started out um we found out that you know me and the other admins that were kind of there when i started the group mm-hmm. um we found out we all liked Twin Peaks a lot. We all liked the Simpsons oh, yeah. a lot. So we started making Seinfeld crossovers for the Twin Peaks group and Seinfeld crossovers for the Simpsons group and tagging mm-hmm. ourselves. And, you know, before long, we just had more and more people and then they started creating memes and it just kind of snowballed. And yeah. there it is. I mean, it's only been around two and a half years since that. And um, I'm pretty happy with where it is now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty insane just how quickly this content has grown and, and you know, the amount of people that are in there now. Um, I, one of the things that I thought was really cool about what you mentioned with doing crossover content is that's how a lot of podcasts also, you know, end up becoming you know more and more relevant over time. Is they'll mm-hmm. they'll actually you know uh, feature other podcasts on other podcasts, so you get this mm-hmm. you know this crossover effect, and so it, that's it's. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that you guys use that same method to get there because, um, I mean, I remember when I first started like navigating some of these these shit posting groups, and there's there's mm-hmm. edgy content just like you mentioned, but yeah, there is. It, but the consistency of the of the stuff that you're doing in suit posting, and I think you guys have like forty four thousand members now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a nation state of Seinfeld meme creators right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I I can't imagine how it must be to have to go through all of that content and and the other your mod team has got to be stretched pretty thin. But I mean, what what does your inbox typically look like for post approval? Um, it, most of 
see like maybe 90% of the posts are coming from regulars that have pre-approval and we know mm-hmm. they make good content and they just kind of post. Then you got like kind of one-offs that just post every once in a while. Most of the stuff sitting in the queue is stuff that gets not approved, mm-hmm. which is like stuff that's not memes. Like two weeks ago, actually it was on April Fool's Day. Somebody made some sort of like pretend Seinfeld uh, horror video game thing. Like, oh. Oh. And so you've got like just every 15 minutes, somebody trying to share it into the group. Got it. You know, so we don't like allow things that you didn't make. So that's most of the time, you know, some one half the time it's something somebody made in the group got shared to a larger page or something. And then everybody sees it, didn't see it in the group and will share it back into the group. So yeah, the queue is just full of stuff that is just kind of, you know, we don't want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loops that, and fake not, news. <laughs> Yeah, you know, adminning it isn't that crazy. You know, you just, I'm always nice to people. Like when I decline the post, I'll send them a little message and, you know, try to explain to them why it was declined or whatever. And yeah, most of it's just happening. What I do the most actually is just talk to people from the group on like Messenger. Like people will send me memes and, you know, be like, is this funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah um you know they're all funny pretty much you know like Mm -hmm. i just like creativity so if it's something if it's something i haven't seen before and you've kind of like twisted seinfeld around in some new way and related it to something that it's not um i love it you know that's all i'm really after it's just like seeing it's like art to me you know just how creative Mm -hmm. can you get with it yeah so that that does happen a lot on the page and something i think everyone appreciates going there but um one thing I've also noticed that this page does really well is they they will take like these greater Seinfeld scenes and memes and they make memes about other people in the group, you especially, which I think helps kind of like yes. push you to this like a uh, web celebrity status within uh, within the group. Um, did you have like an initial reaction or how did it feel when you started seeing yourself like just being incorporated in meme after meme? It, so the weird thing about it is when we first made the group, and it was pretty much like 200 people and pretty pretty much just the admin team was making memes. We would all make memes about each other. Like yeah. mm-hmm. maybe you had maybe eight people constantly making memes about each other. Um, and then, you know, that kind of died off a little bit. We were like, all right, you know, there's more people joining in, et cetera. And then it was, I mean, it's been like pretty much two years now since then you mm-hmm. know that people have been literally making memes about me every single day <laughs> um <laughs> like a lot of them are really funny a lot of times i don't like them because they just put unnecessary pressure on me yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um because then it's like you know none of them ever say anything bad about me which kind of stinks like i wish people would try to roast me at least they literally <laughs> just say oh doug is great at making memes and then I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I, like, I can't make a bad meme. I, I really wish that I had the opportunity to, to make a bad meme and have it be okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's true though. You you put out you put out so much consistent content that is it's not just hilarious to like a, a niche group of people, but you managed to to link Seinfeld and 
and sometimes obscurity, you know, um, and I just remember even today, I mean, you put out a, a, a Stone Temple Pilots meme that was hilarious. And I, I'm not even a big STP guy, but I saw that and I went, oh, my God, I know exactly what this is about. I like, mean, you're big enough great. to abbreviate them. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I tr- <laughs> yeah. You know, what the funny thing is I try to find something obscure, but that is also something that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that's not the most popular Stone Temple Pilot song. Yeah. But first track on the album and it's so memorable. Yeah. And everybody kind of knows it. Um and also it was just in my head. And then I was like, I guess I'll make a sign for me out of this. Yeah. That's and that's hilarious because you know, I, I did go uh into a little bit of research. Now I, I understand you play the drums, is that correct? I do. So it, there's a there's that running joke that you never let the drummer write the lyrics, right? Like you, you see that joke come up. <laughs> But in your case, yeah, you're, you're the drummer that is the most creative dude I have ever met. Like you've got, (laughs) I mean, there, there are jokes on there that like my brother and I take a lot of pride in the fact that we're, we're career long geeks or nerds, whatever. And we'll, we'll see stuff that you post and I go, holy crap. Like there is a, there is a way this dude has tapped into my brain. And I mean, he's, he's been living there now, free real estate for like a year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a lifelong nerd too. I was raised by TV and, you know, I still read comics every week and pick up new ones on Wednesday and listen to music nonstop and just, you know, love experiencing things like that. So I mean, that's another thing I love about the group too. I mean, it's, it's cool. You can take something you sometimes somebody will reference something from like the most obscure movie. Like you thought nobody else knew about this. You go and you, you go to maybe your group of friends and you're like, Hey, you guys ever see this? And they all say, no. Then you Mm -hmm. post it in the group. And all of a sudden, like 500 people are commenting saying, Oh man, I love this. Yeah. It's cool to have that happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like they all live in these, and this isn't just unique to suit posting. I mean, I'm part of uh, like Lord Imhotep's mummy memes. If you've ever you know, I, seen any of those. <laughs> I, I love that group. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird and so funny. Oh my God. It, it is, it is literally like, it's not like the mummy was obscure by any means, but this movie came out over 20 years ago mm-hmm. and, and we've got a dedicated group of just shit posters that are all over this making stuff every mm-hmm. single day. It works so well for it. Yeah. Like I've seen some groups, you know, they start out and the material just isn't there for memeing. It just kind of doesn't work. But for some yeah. reason, the mummy movies really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The mummy movies. I couldn't believe it when I first joined that group. I mean, you still see people who are posting the same like SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, mean like every single day with it, which I don't know how that gets past the the moderator <laughs> team. But but I, either way, like some of the other content has been so, so funny with those. There was just one recently where... Uh, someone drew like a potato they could call it potato tap you know oh, because <laughs> because because <laughs> this, this this poor woman she tried to draw imhotep and you could tell that she's got some pretty like pretty established artistic talent but for some reason this drawing just didn't go well and <laughs> and so imhotep has like a misshapen head and like it, it, for some reason it is just hilarious it was the funniest thing oh, i've seen and i'm gonna have to take mm-hmm. a look back on that well, it didn't just end with that one. Like all of a sudden, we've got the so entire people cast. People took that one and started yes. creating In things out of that. So many, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, the, the entire cast gets the potato meme treatment, and then you've got like a banner made with it. And 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 it's a, it, this brings up a really good point about some of the soup posting trends is that 
you know, all of these groups tend to pick up on something popular and we might see it for a week or maybe for 10 days or so. And mm-hmm. it just, it just kind of naturally, you know, disappears, right? Like you, yes. the, the, you, you make the jokes, the jokes are really funny, but then when it seems like these things start to die off just a little bit, it's almost like That's the community. See the funniest one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 true. It's true. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's like gas leaving the corpse. Okay, like yeah, it it happens. But but it's it, it, once like it's it's just like this natural movement I've seen, and not just this group, but like mm-hmm. like fifteen or twenty other ones. And yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's just just naturally you get a whole brand new wave of memes, and it's been going like that for years now. Um, mm-hmm. So I was curious to ask you about this because. I didn't know if your moderator team, which I know there's like 20 different folks on the admin slash moderator team now, is is there any kind of concerted effort amongst them to filter out content like this, or is it, or is it just you know natural selection happening here? Uh, so you're talking about with bandwagon posting things like that when when like a trend goes too far. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we like me me personally and most of the other admins would literally um, just let it happen if people didn't complain about it. What happens is, you know, a bandwagon will go on for about five days or so. And then you start seeing like four or five of the same posts and things start getting kind of boring. And um, once like more than half of the comments are people complaining and putting like a beating a dead horse gif or something like that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will, I mean, it's only happened like four or five times where I literally put a stop to the trend. It was like, you cannot post these anymore. It's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the time mm-hmm. when that happens, it'll just kind of stop on its own because people are like, well, I don't want to post something that people don't like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very rarely do we have to step in and like actually do something about it. Okay. Well, I always wondered about that because once again, this seems to almost be like a, a standard operating procedure that, mm-hmm. that, that all of these, these groups that operate like this, they, they all tend to do the same thing. You see, you know, pretty funny content for a little bit. It obviously mm-hmm. dies off like the, uh, like the uncle Leo, you know, memes like you. Oh God, those are rough. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they, they were yeah. great for the first few and then uh, yeah, I, yeah, they, they, they died. You don't know but... how many times I've seen it. So <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so for the people listening who don't know, Uncle Leo memes are people take the scene of Jerry saying Uncle Leo on the phone, but they will put some variation on it. Most commonly just doing something that rhymes like Uncle Neo and do a Matrix reference Mm -hmm. or like Uncle Mio and it's literally the water flavoring. Yeah. Um, Miss Cleo. So yeah, I've seen about... 60 different miss cleo memes and i've seen that bag bandwagon come and go so many times usually when that starts up and people like really go into the uncle leo posting i just kind of dip out for a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is though there's always new people mm-hmm. so i don't blame yeah. them. it's a constantly evolving thing there's always new people in the group like um in the past week we've gotten i think like 600 people that's yeah. 600 people who have never seen those before might think of an idea to make so you know it's still just people having fun and being creative for me it's i probably get the worst of it because i've i've seen pretty much every single seinfeld meme that's been made in like the past (laughs) five years (laughs) yeah and yet you still manage to trailblaze and create new content i mean you're you're kicking out 
some days I've seen as many as like 15 memes that, I mean, they're, they're all hitting the mark. They're all funny. <laughs> Thanks. I, mean... yeah, I actually try to stop myself. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming, I mean, it's been a problem for a while. I just can't, I, I pretty much have the whole series memorized mm-hmm. Yeah. and anything I come across, I will just try to find the right scene for it and make it like, yeah. I even have on my phone, like a hundred memes that are in development. Oh my. Meaning, like, <laughs> I might have cut something out for it. I might have taken a screenshot. I might've emailed myself a note. I might have like a collage made without words on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have pro- maybe even more than a hundred of those. So sometimes if I can't think of something, I want to put something out, I'll go back to that. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Man, yeah, I, so you get like a lot of work and development there and we've already kind of like, uh, you've brought up like kind of like what can turn a meme to go bad. Like uncle Leo got stale very fast, but oh, yeah. you've got all this stuff in the wing. Like if you had to describe like what makes the anatomy of like a really good meme of something that you think is going to, maybe not guarantee a laugh, but what, what makes a meme able to actually hit and do so well? Uh, the, the best thing is to make it surprising. You know, it can be really simple, but if you catch people off guard, they're going to laugh. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, that's what I try to do most of the time. That's like my, my only thing that I try to think about or that I'll judge a meme. Like, cause I make a lot of memes where I'm like, eh, like, like not all the memes I, I post are great. Some of them, I know that I'm posting, you know, one that's not like insanely funny, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still going to do it anyway, just because I like it and I don't really care. Um, but yeah, the ones that are surprising just always do well. People want to see something, you know, they're going through their newsfeed, uh, this, this boring thing, that boring thing, and then something just jumps out at them. And there you go. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why literally the term, you know, that's, that's an Eberly, you know, quote unquote <laughs> happens. Right. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it, it, it's not even to the point where we're like, we're trying to like puff this up or anything. I mean, I seriously, like you're, you're almost like a web comic to me, like a daily web comic. Like I, I'll, I'll log into the soup posting group. I look through, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I, obviously, you're you're one of the, the best meme creators on this page. I'm not even trying to, you know, just kiss ass here, but but there's there's also like a really strong amount of other good posters too that are in there. I oh, mean, there are, yeah, there really are. I mean, there there are a lot of them. Um, yeah. you know, a couple of them, obviously, you know, everybody kind of knows because they get this kind of like name dropping recognition. But there are probably another 50 people that every day just make the craziest memes you've ever seen that should have that amount of recognition. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, there's, there's a real lot of people, you know? Yeah. I mean, with 44,000 people in a group, you know, there, there's going to be some quality in there. <laughs> and For sure. Everything's quality, and, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the part, that's the point I wanted to make with you is that with that many people in a group and the amount of memes that are coming out every day, there is a level of quality control that is present here that you you don't see in groups that are, I mean, half as big. I mean, oh yeah. How do you guys manage to control that? Because you talked about you know you, there's certain posts you filter out and everything, but but how did that culture form? You know, like how, how does that begin? You know, it's it's a weird thing. It's 
we just kind of created it. Um, think of it, you know, how you're mentioning, mentioning meme trends. Yeah. Um, everybody who created this group with me and who posted the first memes that were in this group set the trend moving forward that exists still now, mm-hmm. which is we are going to be silly and have a lot of fun. And um, pretty much if you have an idea and you think it's too crazy, that's good. Post it. Yeah. And um, the new people will join and see the type of post. They'll catch the vibe that's going on and they'll start adding to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something that's been rolling forward for a long time. You know, I, I personally don't even filter out any or any original content unless it breaks rules like yeah. you know, uh, political posting and stuff like that. Um, anything that anybody makes, even if it's like some people will say it's bad, but I don't think yeah. it's bad. You know, I just see some something weird and funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like you mentioned it earlier, there are some memes in there that maybe 10% or maybe even 5% of the suit posting group will actually get. And yeah, I, yeah, I still manage to find those posts and I go like, holy shit, someone, someone knew about my childhood and managed to make a meme out of it here. And, right? and, and that's what keeps me coming back every day. I mean, you know, someone yeah. else who lives in that same kind of vein that you do that I just remember, you know, recently was uh, John Marston in the group. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like jo- John Marston has really thrown out some pretty high level memes in there. Um, oh, yeah. I never- the last few days. Had me yeah. uh, really laughing with the uh, Amazon driver urine bottle. I saw the Amazon bottle mm-hmm. one. Uh, the other one where Peter, uh, Jay Peterman is literally standing in, in the phone booth during like a, a social unrest in some foreign country. Yes. Um, yes. I, and and I, I think, I, I can't remember exactly what he says. I think he says something that, let's just say that uh, Pitta man or Myanmar is not the country or not the party that it used to be. That's what I think yeah, the line exactly. was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean by surprising. Like yeah. that, that resonated with you because you know you're just sitting there swiping on your phone and then you see you're like what the you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there's there's those and then there's the ones that are as simple as uh, George standing outside of the Soup Nazis restaurant. And he says, "Hold on." I'm going into 64 mode and he's got, or a golden eye mode. I think it was golden eye posting uh-huh. where he, and all of a sudden he he's all 64, you know, bit looking and I was just, Oh yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. That one like stopped me dead mm-hmm. in my tracks. Like I was, I was actually at a red light and I, you know, <laughs> I sh- shouldn't have pulled it up, but I did. And I'm looking at this geeking out and I'm sending it to my brother. And then I go, Oh shit, I need to move my car. Cause I'm, you know, literally at a stoplight. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all that... the golden eye ones were so funny i i think this is an something about the group that we're sort of overlooking here and it's that like the majority of the group is pretty much of of a similar demographic mm-hmm. you know we all kind of grew up around the same time experienced a lot of the same media like mm-hmm. you know we, we would all see a golden eye joke and just know it immediately yeah well i I jokingly say that the the demographic is the millennials who remember the eighties, you know, cause well, you... I think that's a pretty dead on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I mean, there's, that's, that's how I've, I've cut things up for a while now because it used to be 18 to 35 years old. You're considered a millennial, right? 
But then it's like, well, no, there, there are millennials within that range that had no understanding of, of what happened during the eighties. And there are some that do. So, well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 38 soon and I even consider myself a millennial. So yeah. it's like, I don't even know what that means. I just know that I don't feel like the generation before me because, you know, I started using computers when I was a little kid mm-hmm. and I don't feel like the generation younger than me because they're, they started using phones when they were little kids. Like, I, you know, there's just this yeah. difference in technology. So yeah. You know, to me, millennial is like that. It's like, you know, not necessarily remembering the eighties, although I do, but really remembering the entire nineties might be something, um, to go on there, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know, um, when it comes to Seinfeld, I mean, that's literally the entire nineties. Yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> I, well, it, I feel like you have a wiretap in my house because I just told my wife yesterday, you know, our, our son is three years old. And when I was three years old, I was playing around on an IBM computer with one megabyte of hard drive space. <laughs> and so, and so well, that was the future. That was the future. That was absolutely the future. We, we had pixelated pornography on there and it was, it was the best we could get, you know? So it, like, it, seriously though, you, you, you bring up an excellent point that, that the technology changes here do impact some of the humor that we have, because we've been through that struggle of understanding what limitations were at one point and, mm-hmm. and the endless things that you can do now. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm happy you mentioned part of your process. Cause that was one of my questions. You know, I, I was, I really wanted to dig into your brain a little bit and, mm-hmm. and that backlog, uh, I know we talked about just a minute ago here, but did you, did you just literally go through episodes of Seinfeld and start screenshotting things and, and just putting them into folders or how did you do that? So to create what specifically? So Just when you talk about your backlog, yeah, your backlog oh, of memes that you so created yet. My backlog is just like half created memes that are just exist on my phone. Maybe in, a, you know, in, I have a bunch of different folders. Like there might be some that are just saved as, I mean, they're, they're just in all different states and they're all yeah. over my phone. And I'll, if I want to create something, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Why did I give, give up on that? Oh, cause this part was like really hard to do, or it was annoying at the time. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't have the wording exactly right. I think I got it now. Let me do that. Um, yeah. The other process for creating new things, um, you know, I can tie this in. So we were talking about like remembering the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have like five kinds of memes that I make. Yeah. You know, I have like wordplay memes or I have like a, a big one for me is just um, dipping into nostalgia. You know, yeah. like I had um, instead of Kramer finding Merv Griffin's set in the um, dumpster, I had him find the set to Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, and he's like, Olmec, Jerry, Olmec. <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, that's literally just Seinfeld. I mean, because the writing in Seinfeld is so great that you can just replace it with other things. And it's essentially the same joke, but just you know, created for a different environment. Um, because like, like I've even made memes about this before too. Like um, the age group in soup posting that we were talking about millennials, like we, I mean, I didn't start watching Seinfeld until I was maybe like 10, 11. I don't remember maybe season four or five. Like it wasn't at the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
I remember I saw the Seinfeld characters on a cereal box when I was a little kid and was just like, who the hell are they? Like, <laughs> that looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we were, you know, watching Legends of the Hidden Temple at that point, and our parents were watching Seinfeld, and then we kind of came into it and then spent countless hours, you know, watching it in reruns, you know, because yeah. we got into it and it, it ended so quickly for us. And then, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's my, like my education, my early education, probably why I'm, I'm such a, a psychopath now is because my parents let us watch Seinfeld from pretty early on. Like we didn't catch it season one, kind of like what you mentioned, but yeah. we, came, we came in probably like mid season two and then we were hooked and then, and then we followed it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, I will say that a lot of my, a lot of my humor comes from that TV show because. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was it was dry. It was, uh, but it was also one of those things where you had to pay attention a little bit because there's an element that gets introduced early in the episode. It comes back at the end to bite him in the ass. Um, yeah, or even in yeah. another episode. Yeah, Sometimes, yeah. Way, you know, like mm-hmm. I think Elaine finds Jerry's father's wallet in another episode, or I might be wrong, but yeah, things take their time in the show it's really cool yeah. or like they'll we'll have like each season kind of has like a running gag going to it um uh, whatever in characters maybe you come back like the uh the street toughs and i think is that season seven? Oh yeah oh mm-hmm. exactly or like mike moffitt you know um that guy's only in two episodes you know he's in the one where um him and george argue over the parking spot and that's a mm-hmm. pretty early episode yeah yeah it's like maybe even it's like the seventh or eighth season when all of a sudden he's back and you know, the Jerry closes his thumbs in the trunk. Yeah. So much time <laughs> goes by there. It's really crazy. And, and that, I think that's just a testament to not only, you know, how dedicated the writers of the show were, but how dedicated you guys are as meme creators to have this knowledge of, of the show. Cause Joe oh, and I, yeah. we're, we're both lifelong fans of Seinfeld too, mm-hmm. right? Like we grew up with um, it, but, but I am humbled every day by just how much you guys know and, and not just about Seinfeld, but we're talking about other meaningful properties that you weave into it. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. you, you mentioned the crossover stuff already, but mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I see stuff from like Star Trek in here. Obviously we talked about the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia crossover stuff that's going on yes. now. Um, you know, all of these things are, are kind of just happening at once. And so, I mean, I, I'm, you're getting humor from like, not just multi-generational, but multi-property. It's like an all-in-one meme group at this point. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's a funny part. Sometimes, you know, like there are subgroups, like there's, there's a lot of them actually. There's the signing, which is like the shining and Steinfeld mixed together. <laughs> um, Sign Peaks, which became a dedicated group for, um, you know, the Twin Peaks crossovers. You've got Simpfeld shitposting, which does the um, uh, Simpsons crossovers. Um, there's yep. Seinfeld wrestle posting, Seinfeld cult posting, <laughs> Seinfeld meme posting we talked about. I mean, there's many others too. Um, it's funny, Some every once in a while, some people would be like, I'll see you in the comments. We sh- there should be a group, Seinfeld music posting. And I'm just like, well, that's this group. You know, yeah. Yeah. somebody makes Seinfeld kink mm-hmm. posting. I'm like, well, that's this group. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the music posting stuff is actually funny too, because there's been this recent trend of 
of uh, you know working into uh, album covers and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, does your music background play into that quite a bit too, or are these just once again like ideas you're pulling out of the ether? I mean, it's a little bit of both. Um, I've made probably like 200 music memes right now. It's funny, actually, one of my most shared ever was a music meme. It was um, uh, a play on the song. I don't remember the actual name of the song, but what's going on? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. the, those are the yeah. three non-blondes? Um, three non-blondes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the, <laughs> at the end, I had um, the my wallet's gone instead of what's going on. <laughs> yes, um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me personally, like, I have very rarely, like, made a meme because I saw somebody else do it and I wanted to make a variation like oh somebody made an album cover let me make an album cover I yeah. just literally take anything I see anything I'm thinking about I say hmm can I turn this into a Seinfeld meme um yeah. so that's just for, for me personally um album covers are not easy to do <laughs> um <laughs> oh like yeah um, when you see people doing album covers those are people that know how to photoshop really well and color match and do and those are those are some exceptional works of art sometimes yeah, that that's a good uh, a good topic you bring up too, because I was always interested to hear about like what what software you maybe use, you know, like what like what meme creators are you typically you know making yours from? Um, so it's funny, like a lot of the stuff that I use, like I started making memes in um, 2016, and a lot of them the apps that I use are the same apps I used back then, just because oh, cool. like <laughs> oh nice, I. I like learned by trial and error how to do certain things. So even sometimes when there's an app that works better, I just, I'm like, eh, like I already know how to use that other one. I'm just going to do it like this. Like when people find out what I make some of these things on, they're actually like shocked because <laughs> I really use like just, I mean, I have like 20 different apps that maybe all do a certain thing, yeah. but it's really not the best. Some people are using like, you know, a desktop computer with like the latest version of Photoshop and they're making some, what I look at and I'm like insanely jealous of, cause there's no <laughs> way I could ever do it with my crappy apps, but they, they do the job. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into them specifically, but there yeah. are tons of free apps that do everything you could ever possibly think of. All you have to do is like literally ask Google what you want to happen. Like I want to cut this face out of this picture. Yeah. Just type that in and it'll show you 10 apps that do it, you know, or some other function you want to do. Some apps are better. Like, you know, like, I don't know if you know what PixArt is. Yeah. That, yeah. that one has like a ton of functions that others don't, but there's like some other free Photoshop apps and just like simple meme generator, putting words over a picture sometimes is all you need, you know? Yeah. Just at least I've, I've had people get started that way. Like a, that's another thing. A lot of the, a lot of times with our group, like there'll be people who have never made a meme in their life and I'll be like, you can do it. Like they start out, maybe they'll message me an idea. I'm like, yeah. you know, like that's your idea. Like, but I'll show you, I'll show you how to make it, you know? And I've seen people yeah. like, they're like, I don't know how to make a meme. I'm like, all right, well download this meme generator. You're going to start out putting text on, on this picture. Yeah. And they're like, awesome. And then they realize they just downloaded the first app. A week later, they're like, splicing together people's heads like they're they're off on their <laughs> own because they realize like it's not that crazy like 
you're, you got onto Facebook on an app, right? Like you're doing everything else on your phone. Like you, you can play like this game, you can go on Facebook, you know, you can do all this stuff. That's all it takes to be able to make a meme. You know, it's the same thing. It's moving your finger around. What did you type into Google earlier today then when you made the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air meme where, oh. <laughs> where, where he says, how come George ain't home, man? It's that, it's that I, I literally just typed in like um, Fresh Prince, why he don't want me, man. <laughs> or, you know, like literally that's it. And then yeah. I found the YouTube video with the highest quality. I watched like the whole six minutes of that scene and was like, damn, that's good stuff. <laughs> and, you know, tried to find like the, um, the screenshots that I liked the most. Like yeah. I wanted like, the, I wanted like the peak sadness on the face in the top frame. And I wanted like, yes, peak hug in the second frame. That was all like, I don't just throw stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say your mm-hmm. execution on this once again is, is, I mean, it's completely on point. I mean, the, nice. the screenshot of that, when they're, when they're hugging each other, like you got it where like, it's, you can see the motion, like where they're, they're actually moving to hug each other. So like, yeah, I mean, we're not even just saying this place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not just, you're not just making memes like you're, and you said this earlier, you literally are making art in, in, in a form here. I mean, like there's, there's a level of appreciation we get just beyond the punchline. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of times like the, um, it's crazy. Like a slight detail will make the difference between a dud and a really good meme. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's something so small. Like I even saw like a couple of weeks ago, somebody posted a meme and I wish I could remember what it was. It was like, um, the scene with um george eating out of the garbage yeah but it was like they used um george in the pool george was like eating something or whatever but they didn't flip george so he was like facing the wrong direction when the person came into the room Mm -hmm. and all they would have to do is flip him into another direction and the meme would have been like triple a yeah But, but it was like a b plus yeah <laughs> you know there's these little tiny details mm-hmm. that that's what i look at all the time but i've been doing it for such a long time um that it just i don't know it just kind of comes to me people send me memes all the time and they're like what do, what do i do with this what do i do with that sometimes i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> you know but every once in a while i'm like do this and they're like oh duh you know it, part of me is shocked that you haven't been approached by someone who wants to monetize this idea. If, I mean, maybe you have, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just Seinfeld memes, you know? Yeah. It seems like it, mm-hmm. somebody did have a good idea in a comment for a shirt yesterday. Have you ever seen the, the, the smiling Toofy George memes? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that, that I did sort of invent essentially, um, it was when F- FaceApp first came out. I was like, oh man, let me have fun with this on Seinfeld. And then for some reason, when you use the smile function on George Costanza, it just makes this insanely funny face. You can put that, you can make any other character smile. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, it, you just, <laughs> like even Newman, you think it would be funny? You take yeah. Newman, it just looks like Newman smiling. It yeah. looks like it's 
smile. When you do it to George, he looks completely insane. So <laughs> he looks, I saw that, he looks I was like, oh yeah. my God, this mm-hmm. is too funny. And I, I kind of like started rolling with that, kind of like used it as a trademark. Like, um, I also have an Instagram page, you know, at Seinfeld Soup posting on Instagram. And I'll do like, you know, a lot of the smiling George things in the stories there. Mm-hmm. I don't know for it there too as well. But the idea they had was to make a shirt just like a pattern shirt with a bunch of pictures of, you know, Toofy George all over it. And I was just thinking, I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> and there's got to be somebody who would make that. And I would, I really hope I can make that. <laughs> yeah. It makes you wonder if like, this is an actual problem for Jason Alexander. <laughs> if he tries oh. using the app on himself and he just gets that meme. And he just like, well, gets this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, mean, like, it, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that would be yeah. funny if he did. I hope he did. <laughs> well, the effect—he almost looks like—he um, almost looks like Goofy, like an, like the animated Goofy when he's smiling. Like he's got these like—it's just an extra bridge of teeth that just like come down. And you're like, yeah, it, it, it's it got to be it, yeah. something to do with like maybe we've never noticed that um, Jason Alexander maybe has like high set teeth and you rarely see them. Maybe yeah. this is just something mm-hmm. we've never noticed. <laughs> and so when you use that smile function and you see the teeth, you're like, oh, my God, why? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and, and I'm happy you went into that a little bit because I've seen plenty of these memes. I've seen uh, all these George you know, teeth memes like that. And I never once knew the, the history behind it. So um so i I, nice well you touched on a little bit a very small part of meme history there (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's a big part of this we we joe and i once again we've been huge fans of the group you know him and i aren't just talking about this i mean people in my family we, we we see all this new content and we absolutely love it um and so I, yeah, and that's another thing too. I wanted to just kind of offer to you because uh, I think we've had a good good time to wrap up here, and mm-hmm. I appreciate your time today. Um, but how, yeah, how 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 can folks find you? Yeah, like wh- where else are you guys uh, working out of social media from? Um, we have the Instagram page um, and the Facebook group, and that's everything. You know, um, Facebook has been getting weirder and weirder with restrictions, and <laughs> yeah. Who knows if that would be around forever. Um, but, you know, if it's not, we'll move somewhere else or, you know, just get everybody onto one Discord or something. You know, yeah. anything can happen. We're just on the internet, you know. Sometimes, um, I know some people post on Reddit as well. If you go to like, um, you know, just like the r slash Seinfeld on Reddit, mm-hmm. and you'll see plenty of Seinfeld memes on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, I seriously, you, you're, you're literally like, you're trailblazing in this space. I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier that people are taking your content and putting it all over the internet, and um, so it's just kind of an incredible story from start to finish here. Um, awesome, well, yeah. I, I appreciate the love very much. Like, I never intended for any of this to happen. You know, it's, <laughs> it kind of blows me away every single day that that many people would want to be interested in Seinfeld memes to begin with and have an appreciation for them and want to make them and share them, especially like with their family and text them, them to their friends. And um, the fact that that many people are laughing and spreading it and having 
that much joy in their lives because of it makes me insanely happy. It's really cool. Thanks, everyone, for joining this week's conversation with Doug Eberly. If you enjoyed this conversation, why not mention this show to people who may enjoy it as well? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Twitter by searching for the Digital Dissection Podcast or at Digital Dissect One. And while you're there, why not like, comment, subscribe, and the all-important leaving of a review. This will help our show last at least one more week and we can't thank you enough doug for joining us but tell you what guys for next week we're setting our phasers to fun dear dear god that sounds awful (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry for that but hey we're talking about star trek you know a property that has changed its tone quite a bit throughout its 60 years of existence we're going to take a deep look at the tv and movie properties throughout the years and how it's kind of taken the change as some of the social themes have changed throughout time as well. And until next time, keep on dissecting. Dissecting.